Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town and here's what's coming up today. Only two more games left of the season as the last time out Luton draw 1-1 at home to Middlesbrough. Still three unbeaten. Chance to make it three wins in a row didn't quite happen. Uh, but today we discuss that in more detail. We take a look at Glenn Ray, another goal to his name this season. But is he going to be our number one choice for central defensive midfield next season? That's the question we want to know today. Do you see him starting? Is he going to be more as a sub next year? And we also, instead of Instagram questions today, producer Jacob's given us a few as we're currently taking part in the social media boycott against racism and hatred online. Um, and as always today, I'm joined by Dave and Pataro. Guys, good job last week on the podcast. I listened on the way home from Cornwall and uh, I thought you smashed it, boys. I thought you smashed it. Well, I'm, I, to be fair, I'm glad he's back, aren't you? Well, it was yeah. fun though, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was no. fun. It was all, fun. All I'm going to say is though, mate, you know, he was sitting here absolutely cackling last week. Was he? Oh, yeah. no, he's not going to like it. He's not going to like it. But do you know what? It's quite nice and refreshing to hear you say that, Gregory, because I thought you go the complete opposite way with that. But no, I thought you did really well. But you, I'd say well done, Dave, and that. Yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah. You just make me laugh, mate, Pataro. Yeah. You just, just, just come out with some really funny things sometimes. Your hair's looking glorious today. Hey, let's be fair. He's looking good, but it could have been worse. So thanks for coming back. Over to you. Yeah. Um, okay, that's professionals, eh? Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I wasn't ready for that much of bigging me up on, on the podcast, <laughs> but uh, I'll take it. Uh, one all draw at home to Middlesbrough. Uh, it was a game we could have won three in a row for the first time, I think, in the championship um, in the last couple of years, but wasn't to be. And let's start with some three-word reviews. Dave, you put this tweet up the other day, so he's in reply to you. But Sam says, how many fouls? Julian, end of season. Margaret says, ruined by ref. Alison says, mid-table clash. Ian said, should have won. Mark, hello, Peterborough United. Andy Burgess says, ref hates Adebayo. And Den says, Colo Penmis. Oh, Batara, you left one. Dave's dodgy yeah. computer got in there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's let's do the last one first. The computer didn't work, but we were saved by smart television, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, I don't yeah. Why didn't we didn't use that earlier? What I don't we, know. What would we do that about this technology, eh? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, do you know what? When you look at those three word reviews, you've got to you've really got to look at Margaret and Andy because they know what they're talking about. The referee was so mm. poor, so so poor. I was working at the weekend, so didn't actually get to see the game. What was it with the referee that was? Do you know, to be fair, I think Adebayo was fouled so many times, so mm-hmm. many times, and not once did it go in his favour. Not once that yeah, I can remember. That's what I mean. It just, he it just he's getting dragged over the gaff, All really, over yeah. the place. He was just making terrible decisions, and it was it seemed always against us, always. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I agree with both of them. It was poor. It was a poor performance. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, this one here. Alison used to put mid-table clash, to be honest. I think that's a, that's, yeah. that's a positive one as well, well realistically, because yeah. that's the level we're at now. Like I kept saying to you, Dave, this is the level we're at now. We're competing with Middlesbrough. And a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago now, you know, I know obviously we like to go back on obviously Premier League teams, whatever, but they've got the money. They've got Wasn't the that long ago they were in the Premier yeah. Middlesbrough? They've got some serious players in there. 
And, yeah, you know, and it, it felt like it did feel like one though because we sat there. Although we were having a couple of beers, we sat there watching the game, thinking, "Well, if we don't win, it's not a big deal." Yeah. However, you want to win the every game, don't you? Yeah, of course. And I felt we, could, we probably could have won it as well, realistically. The consequence of, of not winning yeah. didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of those ones you finish your beer, you go, "Ah, oh, well, fuck it, we didn't win." It's Although almost we should have won. We should have yeah. won. Sorry, I was going to say it's almost as if now as well we get to watch Luton and it's like there's no there's no pressure. But it's more like you can just sit back and then just enjoy watching it, can't you? And it's not like you, you don't lose any like attachment to it, but you just kind of lose that that like raw emotion of like last year's relegation scrap. Like this yeah, year, it's a course. lot more chilled, and you know you can just turn up. And you go, you know what? As long as I enjoy watching us play today, yeah. I'm not overly. In, in other words, you know, know it's like every sort of five ten minutes. Yeah, yeah the palpitations. I mean, they're all gone now, so that's good. I mean, probably yeah. not for you, Dave, because you know certain <laughs> things, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's... Uh, it's just nice, it's isn't ni- it? It's a nice feeling, yeah, it's very calming. I mean, my blood pressure's dropped dramatically over the past sort of five, six weeks. I'm sure so, yours, Dave? Yeah, look, listen, I don't want another season like we had. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always good if you if you get the glory from uh, from those relegation battles, yeah. but when you, when you don't have to worry about them, it's so much nicer. Thinking about next season and, and all of that sort of stuff... Not worrying about relegation, thinking how we're going to progress in the future. So it's, you yeah, watch a game, you enjoy yeah. a game more, knowing that the consequence of losing is not absolutely drastic. Mm-hmm. And the perfect example is obviously we've got Rotherham on Tuesday night yeah. and they're scrapping for their lives and they need the points, they need the win. So I'm I'm quite excited to watch this because this is a game they need to pick up. They're going to go for it, aren't they? They're going to have to go for it. Well, yeah. You, you, well, I've watched them a few times. So I mean, I think the last two games have been on Sky as well. And uh, I, I'll tell you what, I've always backed Rotherham to be like a half decent side. But what I will say is, it's going to be two teams who press high up the pitch. Like you say, they're scrapping for it, they're going to go for it. But obviously a bit more incentive for them. I think we're going to see an end-to-end game. Because I think we've got nothing to lose, clearly. But, you know, let's go for it. Let's go and get a couple of goals. I think because I think we've got nothing to lose, we're just going to throw... That's what makes it, yeah. Just go for it, you know. It, it doesn't matter who he puts out. They're all going to want to prove that they're good enough to play for us next season, hopefully. And we get a good result. I really want to beat Rotherham. Don't care what anyone else says. I want to beat them. Mm. I want to finish as high up the table as we can. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, we both like to see Derby and Sheffield Wednesday mm. get relegated. I'd love it. And, and if that happens, they, they, you know, if we beat Rotherham, they can still stay up. So, you know, sod them for that week, for, for Tuesday. And then good luck on the Saturday. Yeah, and yeah. good luck on the Saturday. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, they pull it off at Cardiff. Yep, 100%. Can't agree with any more on that. Well, it's definitely a game I'm looking forward to watching, like you said, Batora. I think it could be like a really end-to-end game. They're going to mm-hmm. come, they're going to look at... <laughs> just the way I said that, it was a yeah, bit dodgy then, mate. Sorry. So I, 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 say, I, I might rearrange the way I just said that. <laughs> they're going to turn <laughs> up to at <laughs> and they're going to go for it. They're going to right blast. <laughs> Have you been drinking, Luke? <laughs> uh, funnily enough, yes, pub garden today. But either way, uh, let's look at the Middlesbrough game. Three changes from Bristol City. Colo, Cornick and Ray came in for Tunney, Luwalua and Clark. Clark probably getting a much needed rest. He's been unreal mm-hmm. recently, yeah, hasn't he? But and after Cornick, obviously, I missed the Bristol City podcast, and and you know we're all buzzing for him getting his goal. Um, it's nice to give Cornick and Collo that chance again to come into the first team, wasn't it? Oh, mate, hundred percent. I always say, for me, Cornick is one of the first names on the team sheet for me. I know obviously people don't always agree with it, but for me, he is. Obviously, like look at his endless work rate. Everything about him, all right, he doesn't always produce half the time, but, you know, he gives it that something else. And he, he really does. And whatever people say about him, and I keep saying it, repeating myself, I'm stuck on loop sometimes, but keep the boy going, mate, because he's only going to get better. But I know people say he hasn't scored as many goals this season. Don't matter. But you look like you say, Colo as well, gets another chance. 
does it mean now maybe he's staying, he's going to sign a new contract? So he's all starting to fear, wouldn't we, and fret that, you know, he's not starting. I read a lot of comments, honestly. I didn't watch the game of the weekend, so I've only seen like highlights and stuff, but I'm, I'm reading people say that Colo's playing in a weird position at the weekend, like a number, like number 10, 10 role. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, last two games I think he's played, doesn't he? Or yeah, we, we, when, when, when well. we saw his name on the team sheet, we both said, yeah. we both actually said, oh, good, he's going to play alongside... Mm. Eddie Bayo and they're going to feed off each other and it didn't quite work that way did it no but so, I don't know what and like, we, we, we said number 10 yeah but well. I think it works for him because I think you know sometimes at number, number 10 rather I think you can you know he can close obviously he's a workhorse I think he gets like a free roll in and around Eddie Bayo Eddie Bayo runs he can run the channels as well but you know you, you want him to be the focal point up top but um, but no I mean Blaine Collins there mate he can do pressing from the, the from the front he can drop back into midfield as well because you've seen him half the times on Saturday he was dropping back and looking like a holding midfielder a couple of times. I don't, I don't mind that. I was going to say, do you like him in that position though? Yeah, of course. I don't mind it. I know people say they want to see him higher up the pitch and whatever else, but look, he's doing the job and he's working hard. And let's face it, he did he did shore us up a few times by chasing people I, down I just, and whatever else. So I'm happy for him to do whatever. I was really pleased to see him back in the team. Yeah, exactly. and, and yeah. on the side. I think he's, you know, I think he's a valuable player to... to, to not put in the team. Mm. He would have been pretty pissed off that he hasn't been playing because of, you know, Adibayo coming in. However, he, he when he does play, he always puts in a big contribution. He definitely deserved to start as well after the Watford penalty coming on at half-time against uh, Bristol City and, and scoring. Mm-hmm. He deserved that start, didn't he? Oh, 100%. He always, mate, to be honest, I don't think we can we can sit here really sometimes and say that Crow doesn't deserve to start. I think we all know that he deserves to start just from what he brings. I said to you, Dave, the other day, like I'll say again, you know, nothing against James Collins, but technically he's not the best player in the world. His first touch isn't great sometimes, a majority of the time. You know, his finishing is decent. You know, his pace is a bit off. His physicality sometimes can be a bit, you know. It's nothing against him because he makes up, uh, sorry, he makes up for that within the pure, like I keep saying, work rate. Everyone knows it. It's not, do you know what I mean? It's not a hidden fact, but. His work rate is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, he makes up for phenomenal, it what he yeah. does off the ball and. I think off the ball he's tremendous. I mean, I, I can I couldn't think of a better player in the league off the ball, like you know working so hard for his team. And, and yeah, he sometimes he does miss, but you know, look. But he still bags the goals. He, yeah, when he, when he exactly. gets exactly double still, figures again yeah, this season. So, yeah. so you know you can't knock him for that. Um, and you know, is Adebayo his replacement? Or is his new colleague? I hope I he's, he's his new colleague. colleague. Yeah. I hope he's his new colleague. I think James Collins has now realised what his role in the team is. Yeah. And what, you know, you bring in someone like Adi Bayer, you pr- might even bring like, another wing or two in, you know, in summer. I think, Collins, you, you'll probably start to see him dropping a bit deeper. And the thing is as well, right, we've, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, but Colo's not really had much competition as a no. striker at Luton. So maybe now Adebayo's come in, it has maybe upped his game and maybe that is why he's coming off the bench and we're seeing these really good performances mm-hmm. from Colo. And that is because he knows now he's up against Adebayo for this, this mm-hmm. starting spot that... You know, I'm going to come on and prove a point here. Well, yeah, and, you and think, he's he's been doing it. Well, you, well, of course, yeah. I mean, you think of it this way, right? As well, like you got to keep repeating myself now again. But obviously, you said about you know the yards he puts in and whatever else, the shift. If you you're getting that for 90 minutes, what are you going to get for half an hour, 35, 40 minutes? You know what I'm saying? You're going to get a lot more. That's he's true, going to yeah. give it his all. He's going to bust his bollocks to do whatever because he knows that he's got a point to prove. And he, I think he's proved it to be honest. Second half of the season, dropping in and out of the team. For me, he's. He's done everything. He can. I think. I think his future depends on whether or not he's going to get full time playing, and I think um, you know he's out of contract, isn't he, this season? So, so yeah. but realistically, can Collins go to another championship club and and be guaranteed to be playing 
every single week if it's like a, a higher club than Luton. Oh. He doesn't go to like a Bournemouth or a, or a, or a, or a Brentford, for example, and start well, no. week no, in, week he out, does, No, he? he doesn't there, but he might go to a, a Derby or a Preston, uh, if Derby stay up, obviously, um, and be their number one choice. Well, is you, it, if, you listen, you can't get away. You, I mean, let's be fair. You cannot get away when people look at his stats. He's an international striker. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he doesn't get much game time internationally, oh, yeah. but he's an international striker. And his goal scoring record around isn't too shabby yeah. either. Let's face it. It's, uh, it's what is it? Something like 50, 60 goals, something like that, in yeah. 150 I'd like, games. I'd like so. to think he'd stay. I'd like to think he'd stay, but I think it. You know, every professional footballer wants wants game time. Yeah. If he gets game, if he gets offered game time at a different club, he might take it. That they need stability, and you, you, your football career is only for a very short period of time. Yeah, and you've got to make yeah. as much money as a, as a footballer, unless you're in the Premier League when it don't count because you get millions. Mm-hmm. You have to make as much as you can while you can. That's yeah. what I'd say. So I'm hopefully he'll stay. Uh, well, let's talk about the goal that made it one nil to Luton. It was a corner in. Uh, Naismith headed against the bar, uh, fell to Ray, put it in, make it one nil. Uh, it's nice to score from a set piece, isn't it? I always. We always get corners, and me and Steve, who sometimes does poly with us, says we never score from corners. It never feels like we score from corners, but I think more so recently though this season. I think we've scored. From I was going to say, you, se- yeah. if you look back at this this season, we've scored from a few set pieces this year, and it's been quite nice, hasn't it? Oh, mate, it's, I mean, we're scoring goals from everywhere, aren't we? Really, outside I, the box, I would say, the box, corners, I would say, yeah, I agree with you. Kicks. But the, the game on Saturday, um, I think we deserved to go one up. I think we were good enough to be one up. Yeah, uh, we had we, we had I several chances before, team. much better yeah, team. Much you know, played team. some really good football. So when the goal came in, you got a bit of luck. It came off the bar, bounced down, and Ray was in the right place, right time. You know, right in that right corner of the goal. Um, and you thought, one up, come on, let's push this on. Um, yeah, a minute later or two minutes later, you're going to do that as well. But yeah, literally, like what well, minute later, and um, Middlesbrough make it one all, cross down the left hand side. It, it kind of evaded two of our our players on the left hand side. Oh, it's shocking. Um, got the cross in. Bradley's kind of in no man's land. It's a free header in. Um, it's producer Jake has put here talk about the defensive errors because it is it's kind of just like a basic error, isn't it? That's cost us that goal, and maybe that is the reason or, or the difference between us finishing where we are this season and us finishing where Barnsley are. I, I would say the first thing you you think about uh, as a fan or as a manager or as a player is when you concede a goal, it's, it's an obvious thing. When you concede a goal, you're at your most vulnerable when they restart. Everyone says it all of the time. We switched off totally mm-hmm. for the ball down the left-hand side. We had two players attacking the ball that didn't need to attack the ball. You know, and then and you're right. Bradley was in no man's land, 100% in no man's land. Um, how, do you, how do you let them have a free head like a minute after we scored? The thing is, what actually happened? Did Sluga try and punch it and hit someone as well? Or was that just me thinking that? Because I can't actually no, remember. To be no, honest, no, no. Th- there was. I can't remember who our defenders were at the time. That Didn't uh, it like take a massive take a deflection off the defender. And one, hit someone. One pass. One yeah. pass took out two players yeah. for the cross. Got put in from the left hand side. Put in from the left hand side. Bradley was going. He was dragged too far away from the player he should have been marking. Who then had an absolute open goal. And Sluga didn't stand yeah. a chance of saving that. It was just disappointing because you'd worked so hard to get 1-0 up. And then, you know, what was it? Was it a minute? I mean, officially, I think it was two minutes, but it genuinely felt like yeah, 30 seconds. Say, it definitely felt like 30 seconds. And, it, and, you know, it was a kick in the balls, really, at that point, because I think we were the better team. Oh, 100%. I think we were sitting there, we were going, oh, this is brilliant. I mean, another good performance inbound here and then all this sort of stuff. And then you think, how the fuck's that going in then? Yeah. What's happening there? We, we just kind of laughed, didn't we, after we thought, oh, that's fucking brilliant. If you look back though, and I, I don't want to be one of them people that always like 
looks back and you go, oh, well, this time last year we were doing this, blah, blah, blah. But that first game in the championship against Middlesbrough and, and, and they came to us. And I remember watching it at the time, um, thinking quite nervous or feeling quite nervous watching it. And, and look, you look at the players they had, but it's like you said earlier, with more than match Middlesbrough. And if you compare that to that first game in the championship of how just more solid we feel at the moment, as a championship club, it's we've come a long way since then, haven't we? Well, yeah, 100%. I think consistency is key as well. I think we've been consistent. I mean, I know we had that little blip like midway through the season, whatever it was. We all sat around the table, or probably on Zoom or whatever it was. I think we had a little whinge and gone, do you know what? We can't be up there looking so good for the first part of the season and then slip off, which we did for a while. We did. I mean, it's, it's no secret. And I think we got over that sort of like five, six, seven... A game, whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. before you know it, we're, and I think I'll be honest, I think in the last sort of eight, nine games, I think we've been we've showed a consistency, yeah, comfortably mid table. Yeah. There you go, yeah, being comfortably comfortable, well. yeah. comfortable mid table with a brilliant win against the scummers down the road, and a similar end to last season as well with Nathan Jones. You look at the last nine games that we only lost one last year, and this season it's kind of like history repeating itself again. We're on a really good run yeah. at the moment, we've got Rotherham on Tuesday and QPR at the weekend, yeah. Let's, let's, go, a good into chance the, yeah, let's go into wins. the season as well. Let, let's finish them kind of places higher what we can do. And, and obviously people say, it, but if it's and true momentum swing or whatever as well, if we can carry on to next season. Because the thing is, the higher you finish, the better you play. You'll look back on that. The players will look back on that and they'll be more confident for next season. And it's, the only way is up. And desperately want to beat QPR. Yeah, 100%. Hate them. Yeah. yeah. Another one on the hate list for me. Yeah. Sorry about that, boys. Uh, well, anyway, into the second half, producer Jacobs notes down here uh, talking about Adebayo had the penalty appeal turned down after he was tripped oh, by Bola. Right. Um, what are you guys reckoning, Pen? Well, at the time, at the time, I would have said in real time and real play, I am screaming penalty. But then, when you watch the replays, you're thinking, eh, maybe not, maybe oh. not. But I, I, I would have been I, again. It's one of those things. Where I think if there had been a full house there, all shouting for it, he might have given it. However, when you look back, I'm, I'm doubtful that it was a 100% pen. The only thing for me was, I still think a defender gets a bit too close for me. And I don't think you can get that close. You can't chase your man down that close and behind as well. Because he was, he, do you know what I mean? He, for me, I think he got a slight touch. I think maybe Ali Byers played on it a little bit. I think you feel the touch, you go down. For me, that's what it is. Yeah, I would say I, I sort of agree with you because position wise, why, why would obvious, why would he yeah. why would he dive at that exactly. point? This why thing, would yeah. he dive? For, you know, for, there's a for me, I think it's a, penalty. There's a chance. Well, so I know you don't obviously looking back at day, but for me, I personally, I think it's a penalty, soft or not. But if you're going to give decisions these days, I mean, this day and age, you can give a fucking penalty for I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's talk. If you talk about soft penalties, there was one in in the other league, league one the other night. Yeah, yeah, Lincoln Peterborough. So. I think on the day, uh, in real time, I thought 100% pen. I was screaming at the telly. However, disappointing. Well, the pen did come um, when... Mm. What? Oh. Um, I'm just saying, this is another talking point in itself as well. Oh, the pen that came, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You didn't think it was a pen, mate? Nah, it's outside the area. It starts outside the area. It starts so I, know, out I know people say there was still contact that going in the area, but for me, it, nah. I'm, look, it doesn't matter anyway. Look, whatever happened, it was still a pen at the end of the day, got missed, whatever. But I still don't I, think it's Well, I sort of agree with you. The tussle started outside the area. Yeah, I think it's a bit of six down, six away half a dozen. That You've got to ask yourself, well. the tussle, for me, the tussle started outside the area. Yeah. The foul happened past the line. That's what I would say. Yeah, no, And fair that's enough. privacy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it. let's take it, it's probably one of the decisions that the referee might have got wrong that was right. And does the, this is my way of thinking as well. Does the referee know he's got the first one wrong and he gives that? 
That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. So and maybe that is a, a a thought in the referee's head when he's mm. giving a decision like that. But did we seriously think that happens though? I don't know. You seem to yeah, think crowd influence so. decisions. So oh, I, yeah, I so. think the crowd. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Then why of course, not? If you start doubting your own abilities, a referee, I'm sure, as an official, then you always think it constantly. You're back here. It's like anything, isn't it? Really, I mean. Actually, no, I'm not going to sort of like scenarios and whatever because it could get a bit weird. But yeah, um, nah, look, I still think the referee knows he fucked up. Obviously, I know you don't believe it's penalty day from the, the first one. No, no. Obviously, he didn't well, give it, but yeah. for me, it was. And, you know, the second one wasn't as you thought it was. So, so I mean, I think we might have to have a vote on this one. Which one was more of a penalty, first or second one? Well, the second one, obviously, because it was given. Where's the nah, question? Producer yeah, Jacob, yeah. What, no, I'm saying is which one. Oh, fucking hell, Dave. Get out, man. Producer Jacob, put that on, on Twitter poll, please, mate. Which one was yeah. more of a pen, first or second? Even though the second one's a pen, everyone's going to vote for the second, but either way. Yeah, uh, Colo steps more up and, and it's let's saved. Go, hang on, sorry. Let's go on the, on the base of which yeah. one did you think was more clearer? Okay. You know? That's a good one. Which one was clearer for everyone? Okay. There's the poll, uh, Producer uh, Jacob. Apart from, you know, let's get who else going to know what the second one was a penalty. Just completely ignore that. If you didn't know the decisions that were given, which one's a penalty for you? More clearer. There we go. Lovely. Let's talk about Collins and the penalty. Um, mm. With with James Collins and penalties, I've never been like 100%. Like, you know, when Harry Kane takes one for England and you're like, yeah, yeah. he's not no, missing I'll this. I get you. I get you. It was with Collins, you think, you kind of feel if the keeper goes the right way, he's going to maybe save it. And Well, yeah, because we all know he missed a few, didn't we? League two, he missed a few. League one. I think he's got better over the years. I remember he missed that really important one in League two, I think, at home Steve, to oh, Cheltenham, well. was it, maybe? Oh, God knows. God. A big one. Yeah. And then away at Accrington, he man. missed one and then scored one. Yeah. But, you and know... Stevenage, wasn't it? He missed one as well in the 87th minute. Yeah. Right yeah, that? I remember that yeah. one as well. 88th minute. Uh, so, it's been a few that he's missed, isn't he? And he's obviously important ones as well. Sunderland away scores. Watford yeah. home. Watford, Watford home. home. That's the most the main one. That's the most yeah, important one this season. But oh, it's like I said that you, you never feel like 100% and producer Jacob's put here, it was well saved by the keeper, but... Is no, that, it wasn't. No, no. Is that a bit <laughs> No, it wasn't well harsh. saved. I, I think it was a nice height, nice position. You know, if it had been on the floor all the way in, the keeper might not have got it. A bit high. It was just at that height where it's a comfortable... Let's be honest, if you save a penalty, you've done, you've done well. You've guessed the right mm. way and then you've got to the ball. Cool. However, when, when the player puts it in that position that's quite comfortable to say that, and I think that's what Collins did. It was it was like it was like you know, it was quite an easy Yeah, no, of course I know you saving it in, in, in the penalty. Let's be honest though. I for me, taking a penalty, I don't I do you know, I have no judgment on any player that take steps up to take a penalty and miss it. As long as you're at the target and it's a half decent penalty and you're not trying to fuck about like a Jason Walker in the final or oh, whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that that shit's just, you know, unforgivable. He's a tosser anyway, so let's forget him. But um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you step up, right, you try and hit that ball, you try and score, you put on target, I've got no problems with the keeper saves it. That's my opinion. Well, don't get it wrong, it hurts sometimes if it's important, but, you know, a penalty is a penalty. I think it's just disappointing, isn't it? When you get an opportunity like that, that mm. probably wins us the game. Yeah. You know, to... It totally wins dis- the Disappointing game. not to put it away. But like, like, so we, he scored that important one against Watford and you'd swapped. If you had to swap them two round right now, you're taking yeah. the Watford one all day, every day, aren't you? But yeah. I don't know, you look at some of the penalty takers like Luton have had in the past. You look at like Kevin Nichols. I know he missed a couple. But like he got the ball and you knew. Yeah, because he is. Nichols was going to score, yeah. Steve Howard was going to score. Brian Steen was going to score, you know. That's how you felt. And I hate to say David it. David Moss I, was going to score. I do hate to say it, but the scummers have it with 
with Deeney, he takes a penalty and it's just like, you know he's going to twat it in all the time. Yeah, it's not talking about him, mate. Yeah, sorry. He but he like, he that's what I mean. Like, we haven't really got someone like that moment, do we? Well, no, I mean, but like you say, it's... For me, I'll be honest, I don't really think penalty taking is important for me. It's it's very rare you get a penalty. Well, in our case, you're getting quite often these days, but... I think the pressure on the taking a penalty is different, yes, depending yeah. on what the game is. Look at that game. You talk, you talk about the Sunday game. The pressure on, on scoring that time mm-hmm. was, was immense because it oh, meant so much. Um, against yeah. Watford, it meant a lot. He put it away. On Saturday, didn't mean so much. So it doesn't matter. And anyway, one all draw. It ends in... Um, still think we've got an opportunity to finish eighth. Really? If we have yeah. a few results go our way, and if we get the win against Rotherham and QPR, oh, course, yeah, but games game land as well. Yeah, it's um, it's been a great season. Then we're going to do a season review podcast. I think we should get Andy Burch back on for that. Yeah, Andy will love that one. Do a nice little season review. Maybe yeah. even do a little phone in. I think that. Yeah, be we good get fun, a board up on the screen. Oh as yeah, well. do, do that. Little, uh, yeah. With Andy, Andy will love that, won't he? Do analysis on the wall. Andy, if you're listening, you're in. Make sure you make sure you got <laughs> the time off. Uh, so as Glen Ray scored, I thought we'd have a little quick focus on. Glenn Ray. Um, do you see him starting next season? Do you see him being used as a sub more? Do you reckon we're going to be going into the market and signing another defensive midfielder? Well, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him play a bit more. I like Glenn Ray. I'm a massive fan. I, I know sometimes, you know, he cocks up and whatever else, but I think he does more good than he does bad. And I'll tell you what, he's, he is interception king as well. And the guy, mate, he don't, he's not shining out of the tackle either. He loves it. Well, you Absolutely say about him being it. interception king. Producer Jake has put on our running order today. He has the most interceptions of any midfielder in the championship this season with an average of three a game. And that is from five yards. Hang on a minute. And how many games has he played this season? Yeah, well, he's nowhere near as many of the players that he's competing with for that. So, look, proves the point, doesn't it, really? I, th- I think a couple of games ago, I think he was off the boil. Yeah, of course. Totally. Well, you get um, that. Yeah. Um, when he comes on, uh, you, you can't doubt his commitment to the team. So, yeah. And you'd arguably say he's a solid championship Defensive midfielder, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. And I, st- I say he's still getting better as well. Yeah. I mean, how old is he now? 26? 27? Something like that? For me, he's still going to get better. And Nathan Jones, when he originally signed him on loan from Brighton, spoke really highly of him and, and said what a wonderful player he is and a wonderful person he is and just to have around the place. And that all helps, I guess, as well, to have a good changing room and dressing room and is that having well, players yeah. like Glenn Ray is what you need. Well, I mean, we've, we've seen it at away games sometimes. I mean, when he was injured uh, last season, whenever it was, he was out for what, about a year or whatever, wasn't he? Near enough a year? Mm-hmm. He's out for a uh, while, yeah. yeah. I mean, we go into the pub or whatever, he'd be drinking with the Luton fans. He'd be in there singing, whatever else, dancing, having a pint, buying people pints. And uh, that's good, for, do you know what I mean? The club spirit as well. And I think, like you say about having him in the dressing room, the character he is, it's a bit like Pelly. We go back to Pelly about his, uh, you know, his personality and whatever. Glenn Ray, mate, he, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. And I would not let him go. No way I'd no. let him go. No way. Keep him. But whether he's going to be a full-time or a bit-part player next season, it yeah, depends on recruitment. Certain, yeah, it certain games. It depends on recruitment, well. yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. If, you get the, if you get a different recruitment team in and they, they bring someone else in, then they're fighting for places. So that, that can only be good for the side. And if you look at competition for his place, realistically... You're looking at like Pelly can maybe play in that defensive role. I wouldn't play in there, no way. And then you've got Morel, who's it doesn't play. Where not is been seen. Is Morel even real? Why is Why is Morel playing? Why isn't Morel getting a chance? Well, we've discussed that many times in the podcast but before, we? But you know, but I understand that. But why? Yeah, we need to know now. We need to know why he's not playing. I mean, it's all good and well him sitting on the bench or not even getting onto the bench. Sometimes we want, we need to know as Luton fans why he's not playing because I tell you what, it upsets me a little bit. That he's not even getting a game. But you talk about competition. You you just said about competition for Ray's place. Why 
isn't that get, get happening? Why is you'd probably say why isn't Morel now getting the chance in that position when there's nothing there's on the nothing line? To worry you know? about. Yeah, maybe that Morel's next season he becomes an integral part of our team. Who knows? Maybe, Who knows? Or maybe, like you said, maybe maybe we need a window here where we can build a team around Morel and it's like, look, we're not going to risk Morel now, but next season we are going to put him in and we're going to buy this player to slot next to him or yeah, this no, player behind yeah, him kind of thing. I kind of get it to a certain extent. Like you obviously want balance around him, but if you're not even going to put him on the bench or give Genuinely, him a game, I would have chucked him on against you're Bristol. You're wasting the, the poor boys. Do you know what I mean? What yeah. is the point? You, you sign a player, right? I'll be honest, I got well excited for him because I thought... I've seen you did, you got well excited Wait, when we signed I, think, him. I still think he's quality. So you see him play for... I mean, like you said the other day, Dave, why does he play for Wales and he don't get into the Luton squad? No, that makes no sense. He got an assist for Wales the other week. Yeah. Mm. I think so like make, or something. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. He's not getting a chance. Um, but my point is... On, back on what you said, Luke, right? My, my point on that is, it's all good and well, but why the fuck would you sign a player if you're not going to play him? You're paying a wage there. If you don't want him, get rid. Because at the end of the day, you've got to look after the football club as well. And it, to me, it makes no sense. But look, um, Nathan Jones knows what he's doing. Well, it's really that, interesting, yeah. though, isn't it? Just to know what is going on behind the scenes of him, because Bristol City fans were shocked when they yeah. sold him, and you know, you you read people saying well, he just doesn't play. I was shocked when they sold him. I thought, well, what are they getting rid of him for? Out of all the players they had around him, like coming up, like your Bakinsons and um, whatever his name is, Naj or whatever. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> Naj. <laughs> I think that's his name. I call him <laughs> Naggy, but yeah. Um, but for me, Morel was the better one that they had, and I just don't, I can't understand. I, honestly, I'm, I'm repeating myself. I'm on loop again tonight, but you know, I'm keeping going around in circles. But sorry, I don't repeat tonight. Mate, hundred yeah, percent. I've no sleep this weekend. <laughs> but keep them both. Keep keep Glenn Ray. Keep him. Oh, 100 percent. I won't get rid of Ray. No, no way, mate. Yeah, sorry, we went a bit off topic there, didn't we? About Glenn Ray. But nah, Glenn Ray has to stay because I tell you what, mate. Whatever you know, even if he's off the boil, sometimes you can play centre half. You can play centre mid, whatever. I think the problem you have with today's modern players um, are agents because agents will just put them out there and they 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 they, they go, oh, I can get you this job, I can get you this job yeah. and they just go. You know, back in the day, the likes of, um, in my time, the likes of... Back in the day. Yeah, no, but the <laughs> like likes of people like Ricky Hill staying at your club for 20 years or wherever doesn't happen much anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Times have moved on. Well, they have moved on, but as a fan, I've not moved on, and I want I want my club to do the best they can. Yeah, of course, that's it. Well, let's hope Glen Ray. He's, well, he's not going anywhere. Let's be honest, is he? He's well, looting through and through. Glen Ray. Is, let's mate. hope he's so. Yeah, let's hope you so. were drinking in uh, the pub with Burton at Burton with him. Uh, but yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he was there, wasn't he? Having yeah. a couple of beers with everyone. Yeah, he's, that's what I mean, mate. He's, he's a good. He is a good man. He's a good lad for the, the football club. Like I say, interacts with the fans as well. That is key. See, I know people might say, yeah, but it doesn't matter how good, you know, you can be a great drinker with the fans, but you might be that good. But I genuinely feel like he's a good footballer as well. And he put, Matt, I'll tell you what, you name me a player now that can put in a tackle other than Matty Pearson, who can put in a tackle like him, who goes for it. How many times you see him, you know, probably, I don't know, scraping 10 fucking shades of like arse off his back cheek or whatever, <laughs> trying to get that ball back. <laughs> now it sounds a bit yeah. weird, but you know what I'm saying yeah. though, come on. No, I see what you're no, saying, yeah. Yeah, it makes but, sense, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. 10 it's, shades you know, of what? Skin, I think I said, I don't know. <laughs> Makes no sense, but don't worry about it. No, as a fan, if you can interact with your players in that way, that's fantastic. Yeah. The Burton, the Burton game at the pub was fantastic. Um, but you just want him to put performance under the pitch, and when he's on there, you you don't doubt his his loyalty to us. That's what I would say. So I mean, no one slated Jonathan Smith when he was doing a job for Luton back in the day. No, so I don't think we can sit here slate them around. I know people like to get on his back sometimes, but 
I think people need to calm down. We need to remember that, you know, we are where we are. Well, it'd be good to see him start against Rotherham and QPR. But then again, I'd like to see Morel maybe get a game. And if, you know, maybe if he can mix the both of them in there, start 11 together, then why not? And get Pereira on the last 20 minutes as well. Let's do it, mate. Yeah, Let's well. do it. Um, instead of Instagram questions this week, we've got producer Jacob questions. He's decided to ask us a few... Um, Stupid ones. A few stupid ones, but that's producer Jacob for you. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. Sorry about that, mate. Sorry about that, mate. We, we should calm down on Jacob. This first fair. one's a good one. What's yeah. your favourite goal this season? Um, we've, we've Colo scored a lot against of goals. Watford. Yeah, Job it's done. Got to be in it. Yeah, it has to be. Come Job done. Okay. Yeah, I'd, uh, you can't argue with that. Sentimental really. one. Yeah, hundred percent. Not sentimental at all. It was the one game that we desperately, desperately wanted to win this season, mm. and uh, you know, it doesn't. I don't care who slotted it in. If they just scored an own goal, it'd been my favourite goal of the season, hundred percent. Ah, then what if you had to pick one that wasn't the Watford one? Um, okay, you go first, Pataro. Oh, I can't even think, mate. It's, there's so many. There have been some brilliant goals so this many. season, and there's been some absolutely bloody brilliant goals this season. I think any of them against Wickham's got to be up there as well, because you know Tosses. Um, well, just think of those 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 goals we did score against Wickham. You know, they were brilliant goals. Yeah, classy. Yeah, I mean... It's really hard to well. pick those out. If I'd have read this earlier, I'd have, I'd have thought a bit more about yeah, it. We'll get, we'll get back on that one. I'll tell you what, we'll, you ask us this week, we'll answer next week. How about that? Well, we, yeah. wait a week. Well, I'm going to reel off a few goals that stand out for come me. On then, come on, then. I look back at the start of the season, and I think that first one away at Barnsley... Is a is a brilliant finish from Collins, Collins. Yeah, uh, Clark's header against Derby at home. Oh, Clark! Yeah, you see, I forget these things because I'm just yeah. It's a brilliant little, that yeah. diving header was it? Diving header from yeah, it was a great goal from across, and then yeah, it's just like you said the Wickham one, the Walla Wiles one. What a worldie that was! The Moncur free kick, the winner against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, when you, when you so think, many mate. When you think of when you say favorite goal, it's the difference between. You know, sometimes you think favorite goal. You it's think quality, you you yeah. want you want the you want the goal that s- absolutely slams into the top corner. But it's not about that. It's about how you get the goal and how you play for the goal. There's there been go. so many good times this season. What's it's your been brilliant. Goal this season, Glen Ray's on Saturday. Every single one we scored. Just so I love Glen Ray. There you go. Every one, every single goal we scored, but the one that takes brighter place. Watford. Watford. Yeah, 100%. It's got to be in it. I think that's one for producer Jacob to put on, on Twitter and Insta and Facebook. What's your favourite goal of the season so far? Let us know. Oh, and the town. And producer Jacob has also asked us, Britt Asombolonga and Ashley Fletcher being released by Middlesbrough in the summer. Would you take either of them? No, because they probably want too much money and they're tossers. So no. <laughs> Lovely. Latara has spoken. That'll do. Mate, British son Belonga, fucking 50, was he 15, 20 million pound he went for? I think he's had a, what, racked up a, like a, what, 40 million pound fee over the years. He's shite. He's not even that good. He's just a fucking He lump, used to be he? good, didn't he? But yeah. whatever happens to him, hey, I listen, I like Again, we, we say trust the recruitment team. They're going to they're gonna get the right person that they need. And the final question from Jacob is, who's the most random player Luton have ever had? Paul Carden. Paul Carden was pretty <laughs> random. Yeah, I don't remember who he was. Was Paul Carden? Paul, he was um, like assistant, wasn't he, at the stage to like Brabin? Oh, and he Brabin. like subbed yeah, himself on yes. away at Ebbsfleet yeah, yeah. when we were drawing two all. And I've never heard crowd boo a sub mm. on like that before in my life. I mean, like a, some, I don't know, fat ball geezer in centre midfield. Just yeah, holding. literally, yeah. yeah. It was terrible, wasn't it? He was like number 41. That was when we wore that black shirt with like, like the white well. sleeve. And I remember Card, he, I think he bought himself on for Amari Morgan Smith <laughs> oh, and everyone was fuming. He's probably sitting, yeah, perhaps, mate, bring us on, like, a payday. Yeah. Well, can no, I just, can I just also bizarre. say that um, someone called me toothless on the podcast <laughs> recently <laughs> and so I'm going to go for him. <laughs> Love it. 
Oh, mate. We have had some random... Like, random this one's not really random, but you kind of forget about him. But like Kovacs in the conference oh, yeah. days. Janos, wow. yeah. Janos Kovacs, like one of the most passionate players I think I've seen play for Luton. But you just kind of forget he played for the club. But it's not like, like random, but he was... Yeah, wow. it was all right. Back that sort of time. Remember, I used to like uh, Zednet Crotcher. Yeah, yeah. Class, like, mate. And Pilkin said, oh, let's go back on that. This is me being old, but I can't remember any of them. No. Go <laughs> back, I remember. What about when we were in our final season in the, in the Football League, that final year, we had, was it Yaroslav Fojic on loan? yeah. And he was like... The Polish centre-half. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He was like incredible. I think he scored like four or five goals that year. Yeah, I've tried, I can't uh, remember half players we've had. We had so many, didn't we, really? Let's face it. Some so shite ones as well. Many. Danny Crow as well. My God, I think we could fill a whole yeah. podcast with no, players no, like I, that. I couldn't. I won't be on that one. We should do a buzz around next next week. Only we plays, should just try and get in a minute. the most random Luton player on our podcast. That's Go for us. Like, Go for it. Just like let's let's get Paul Carden on. I, sorry, I just said shit players that we can get in a minute. That was really bad of me. Sorry, that was <laughs> terrible. I didn't actually mean that. <laughs> what I meant to say was, yeah, just forget no. it. Yeah, just forget you could, it, yeah. just got. You know, anybody we can get on that wants to have a chat with us. That's Any great. random loop player, we'll start with Andy yeah. Burgess then. Yeah, Andy week, Burgess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's guaranteed on, isn't he? Unless I've upset him now. He's probably sitting there right now with his glass of red going. Do you know what, Writing his uh, insult for Dave <laughs> next week. Yeah. yeah. Writing it out, got it all sorted in, oh, in the mate. bank. So It's only because Dave got absolutely done on Twitter the other day. Yeah. That's what it was, mate. Yeah, shut up. Bitter. Shut up. Well, we got Rotherham on Tuesday night. QPR away at the weekend, half 12 kickoff. Our final week of the season. It's been a good year, lads, isn't it? It's been good oh, fun. Yeah, loved brilliant. it. I've loved the season, and it's nice to finish without worrying about what's going to happen. But do you know what? Please, Luton, do me a favour. Win the last two, and especially the last one, because... I hate going to Loftus Road and not winning, and I've been so many times. I can't even call, it's well, not it's called Loftus Road it, anymore, is it? It's good you haven't got to go this weekend, isn't it? Well, I'd love there to have go. gone. I'd love to have gone. It'd have been nice if imagine QPR away, completely safe, battling out mm. for them for like seventh place, three thousand behind that goal. Oh, yeah, drinking drunk, in the drunk, sun, drunk as loads. Yeah, drunk loads. And uh, before we go, Dave, you're wearing a nice little shirt today. What's this all about? I am. Yeah, it's uh, thanks to Loyal Luton Supporters Club who sent me a t-shirt. If you can't see it, um, you. Go go and look them up if you. Um, Dave, yeah. get a little flash to the. Or yeah, it's here, it's here. If you're listening, no, go check us out on yeah. YouTube. Come yeah, on. but if you can see us on, uh, you, you listen on YouTube. You watch on YouTube. Watch on YouTube. Yeah, um, they do a lot for the club. They do a lot for the community. So if you're not a member, go join. Go join them. Thanks very much for sending the shirt, though, Kev. Good stuff. You did say, obviously, you said. Where's yeah. yours? Oh yeah, mine's. Uh, <laughs> the post. Are you a member of the Lula? No, I'm not. No, but join. I'm a member. Yeah. They just they support youth. They, they support youth development. They support. They do charity donations yeah. locally. They look after our club. That, that you know, that they they really really passionate about Luton Town. Get involved. You're passionate about Luton Town, Batara, Maybe yeah, it's but it's, for you. do you know yeah, what? Mate, life yeah. membership is not that expensive. Go join them. Hashtag ad. Anyway, I probably do life for Luton. In all fairness, so yeah. It's uh, going to be last two very good games. I'm looking forward. Like you said, Rotherham going to be end to end. QPR always a good one. Half twelve at Saturday. And then yeah, next week, I guess we'll do a little season review. It'll be a good fun. And then we'll see what's going on over yeah, the we'll, summer. Yeah, but. we'll find something. We'll probably do like a Euro podcast as well. Yeah. It? Euro it's podcast. Like, yeah. Maybe do whiskey tasting part two. What, whilst watching England? Yeah. Whilst doing your tattoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in all fairness, though, as soon as all this you know, stuff's over. Hey, do you know what? They're gonna lift, they are lifting the restrictions come June 21. We'll get it done. Then we're going to get it I done. Need, remember, I need to get to Spain, boys. It's happening, though. Look, yeah, go find me page happens. Like, yeah, I know people been saying obviously about it, but it's, it's happening still. Look, it's nothing. I'm not getting out of it. I know that. But look, it's been a bit of a tough year. 
you know, things like happening. And I need to get vaccinated still, so. And I'm shit scared of needles, as you'll let you all know. So I'm waiting <laughs> for that tablet to come out when it can. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm on it, mate. thank you so much for listening. Uh, get us on YouTube if you want to go watch the podcast over in the town. If you fancy just listening, then get us on the app you listen to your podcast on and social media over in the town. We're back posting from tomorrow morning. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Rate us five stars on iTunes and we shall see you next week. <laughs>